Let's get rolling. Who was the, the football player that got caught cheating but was with the, his brother instead with the woman? Remember that? This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Boston! <laughs> yeah, Lloyd, I'm concerned too. Are, are, are we going to be employed? Uh. At least that was a legitimate... Don't story. raise your two fingers at me! <laughs> at least that was a legitimate sports story. I you was, come produce this I was, uh, circus. asking about. Maybe got a little one bit. guy here, one guy wait, there, wait. lock there, me here. Are you telling me that what you were just saying went over the air? Well, I don't think so. I think our, stream, originally. our streamers may have gotten it, but I think Austin <laughs> was able to get to the, the dump button. It wasn't Le'Veon Bell. No. I was, I was bringing up the football... Uh, Somehow we were talking about a story. You didn't say anything you couldn't say on it. I know I didn't, but we were talking about a story in the break about a, a woman that, that busted her spouse cheating, and I asked what who the NFL player that was in a similar circumstance, with, uh, but his brother was involved. And then that was not supposed to go over the air, but it did. Austin. Do you guys want to talk in breaks or no? No, we do. Okay. I just don't want it to go over the air. Well, there's. let me count. 612 buttons on this thing. <laughs> we need to be more careful because Austin is still learning how to uh, fly the uh, starship there. And we, my care factor is plummeting. No, so. I'm, uh, I'm just glad that uh, you didn't uh, have me going over the air when I, was, uh, <laughs> when I was losing my mind over ESPN showing us a local Phoenix Suns postgame show <laughs> as opposed to the Dern Celtics and Bucks. Because why would anybody want to watch two of the best teams in the league play against each other? Instead, I want to see Tom Chambers breaking down Devin Booker's free throw. What are we doing? What are we doing? Has it been been corrected? No. I'm looking at some silly interview with Devin Booker right now. Terrific. I could be watching uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo flying through the air, but I've got some feature piece about Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got Fox Sports Arizona. I've got uh, NBC Sports Washington in here. So, so the good you, news is I'm the wizard side. You're the sun side. So the good news is you flip over to NBA TV at the moment, and uh, you think, okay, well they'll have some sort of uh, you know NBA, and we're getting the uh, the Dern Wizards post game show. The Wizards and the Suns. Right. They're not even in the playoff picture. What are we doing? Uh, that's but see, we've what got it covered. What are we doing? You want the Suns and Wizards? We've got it here for you on the zone. I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, during the show today, Gordon, I'm going to be able to watch some NBA hoop. Ooh, Bucks Celtics. Boy, that's intriguing. But hey, instead I get Tom Chambers' scraggly beard. <laughs> It is kind of scraggly. You know, there are times when TV can be really frustrating. When you want something that you can't get when you want it and you're stuck with something else. The first time that I, that I can recall that happening was the famous Heidi game back in the 60s. Hmm. Wasn't there uh, in 04 a Utah game where uh, it was Utah-Wyoming and didn't uh, didn't a sheep get into the electrical system or something and the power went down? <laughs> And didn't they go away from it and never come back? Wasn't it an electrical storm or something? I don't <laughs> that can't sheep, be real. I think a, a sheep, a sheep got, got in into the, the, what do they call it, the transformer? And down went all the power and they went away from the game because they couldn't just sit there and then they just never came back. 
That's worse than the Heidi game. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think it was actually a sheep. I may be making that up. That may be that may be <laughs> that may have been the joke and not the reality of the situation. I, I don't remember cr- uh, clearly. <laughs> All these years later, you're still perpetrating the joke. Oh man! Well, because it's funny and probably true. <laughs> Boy, Tom's looking good. How about that? Haven't seen good old Tommy in a while. Tom Chambers. What's he look like? Still rocking that kind of mullety hairdo. Uh-huh. It's a little bit grayer than it used to be. It's looking like Charlton Heston to me. You got a little Charlton going? Yeah, yeah. Let my people go. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. How about that? All right, let's check in with Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles was on with DJ and PK this morning. We're going to let you hear that conversation right now here on uh, The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. As a foreign player with all this social activism, is it awkward in any way or form to take part in it in a different country, particularly with respect to the national anthem? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely different for me, I think. Um, I, I'm obviously from a different country. Um, it's not necessarily like my anthem. I, I'm not a citizen. I'm not, I'm not anything like that. I've obviously done what our team has kind of done since I've been here, we've, we've stood, obviously stood there. We've we've locked arms in the past. Um, I think for the last couple of years, we'd we'd done that. Um, obviously, for for me, it's and it's why I've got what I've got on my jersey. Like I'm I'm not from here. I've got a lot of black friends, black teammates, people that I'm well, some of my closest friends are, um, and I've had conversations with them, and obviously teammates. We sit in rooms and talk and. I said it when I was talking about what what I put on my jersey and, and speaking to my teammates, and they thought that was a, a powerful message to, for an Australian or, or a non-citizen or whatever you want to call it to, to stand there and um, support my teammates, support my friends. Like I, I don't think people people will be underestimate like like some of my best friends that I'll forever be friends with are black guys that I love like my family and. I'm never in, in whatever situation or circumstance I'm going to support my friends and my family like you would at any other time um, and for me it was um, obviously I, I understand the other side of it a little bit too like I, I, I do understand I, I don't think there's not one person here that is doing it for the wrong reason they're, they're not doing it to disrespect the flag or the anthem I, I 100% believe that Um and obviously, in, in thinking that, I I wanted to be there to support my teammates, and I, and I told them from day one, like whatever you guys or, or the the group, or I think there was whatever three hundred players here, whatever the decision is from that, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there with you. And um, yeah, I mean, it was to me, it, it felt really good for me to be able to support, like I said, my friends and, and guys I consider family. So um, I know people. I mean, we've we've read some of the comments. We've, we've seen it. Um, people saying they're never going to watch the Jazz again. They, they're never going to game. They just lost their season tickets or handing them in or, or whatever you say. Um, but I honestly, deep down, I I know that no one's done this um, with the, the wrong intentions in mind. This is um, it's not to disrespect or anything like that. And um, obviously, that's why I was I was comfortable taking part and, and supporting my my guys. 
I was surprised watching the whole Michael Jordan documentary when they got to the point where they asked Steve Kerr if uh, he and Michael, both of whom had their fathers murdered, ever talked about that. And despite the fact they got pretty close, Steve said, no, we never went there. Maybe it's just, you know, it's just too much, right? And so you are informed, obviously, by your teammates' experiences. I mean, you're a white guy, right? And you listen to your black teammates talk. And I wonder how much this team is informed, the guys who are teammates. I know there's some turnover every year. But I wonder how much this team was informed by – um, Cephalosha, you know, he missed a year in the NBA. Uh, police yeah. broke his leg in New York. He got like a $4 million settlement, right? I mean, they did something wrong. The fact he was an NBA player and he was rich did not help him in that moment. Um, yeah. So I'm curious if that was something that he talked about with a lot of guys on the team, one guy on the team, if that's somewhere you just didn't go. No, no, we've... Um... I mean, well, I've, I've been here six years now and, and obviously Quinn's been the, the head coach for that and, and anything in, in the six years of, of me living here that that has happened in this country, um, whether it be racism-based or, or whatever, Tarbo's situation, um, and not saying we talked about Tarbo's situation as a team, but um, well, we, will, we, we sit in a room and, and we discuss it and, and Quinn's a... Um, kind of an open book with that like let, let people uh, like I, I kind of wish in some respects that the the, the people that are, are thinking kind of not the negative way but the, the thing thinking that we're doing this for the wrong reason I wish they could sit in a room with these guys and I like I'm not going to name names it's obviously not my place to, to put their business or anything out there, but some of the conversations that I've had that I've listened to within our film room or, or wherever it is, like have made me sick to my stomach, have made me go home and, and speak to like I've I'm like getting almost teary like now about thinking about what some what some of their family, friends, brothers, sisters, parents have, have had to go through. Like it's it's something that me and my and and Renee, like we're never going to have some of these conversations with our kids ever. Like I'm never, I've never once in my life been pulled over and been worried about my, my life or anything. Like it's if 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 you could sit in this like in these rooms and listen to these people talk and how upset, like it, it breaks them. And I, I think that for me makes it easier for my decision to to support my guys because I, I hear it. Like I. I can look at these guys' faces and see how distraught they are from it. And that's why I know, from my point of view, I'm doing the right thing by supporting them and being by their side. And no, nothing would change that. Like, no one would be able to... Because, cause I, like I said, like, I sit there and I watch, like... I wish I could <laughs> elaborate more a little bit, but, um, like I said, it's not my, my business to, to kind of put people's people's other people's business out there but some of these conversations have been like extremely hard to, to listen to and that's why I, like I said like I'm, I'm so comfortable doing and representing the, the way I am is because of these things and, and these meetings and, and conversations I've, I've been a part of it'd be interesting if those guys wanted to put some of those stories out in society and I get I yeah. get why they may not want to, but at the same time, the whole relationship with the media is changing so fast. We can go on some of these Zoom calls, 
and we can say we want to ask a question, but they may not even call us. They may not open our mic. So it's harder than ever to get these stories out there. But you see the fans who say they'll never watch a game or go to a game, and you know they don't hear these stories. There's got to be a way to bridge that gap. And obviously the best way would be right here with PK and I on this show. But (laughs) if that can't work, the second best way is on one of my TV shows. And if that can't work, then I suppose there are other media outlets that would probably do a fine job with it. But I really think those stories need to be told because that's the gap that really needs to be bridged. Or we're just going to keep yelling at each other and we're not going to go anywhere. For sure. And I... And that's why, like I said, like oh, I would, it's not my my place to to put these I stories on I names. And, yeah. But like oh, I do agree, I think it it could help. But I also see from, from their point of view again, sure. like how hard it is to like. I've had guys, we've had guys sit in this thing and like bawling, crying, t- telling these stories. And that's to like ten, fifteen people that are we're, we're are really close with. Like we see each other every day. We're comfortable talking and laughing and like whatever it is and like to see that with your own like I can you can tell and you can feel by the the way they're talking how much it it not just hurts them but their their parents or their brothers or sisters or grandparents like whoever it is in the family or or close friends but um, I I think it's really hard for them to tell those stories and um, I do like you said I, I, I think it would help but I also see the side of, of how hard it would be to, to open up about some things like that. Yeah, well, maybe one time there'll be one guy who can do it. I get it's not for everybody. I really do get that. For sure. And it's like, honestly, not putting it on the same level, but it was like when DeRozan and Kevin Love started talking about the mental health and, yeah. and more guys now started to open up about it. Now every NBA team's got a, um, I don't know what you, a mental health advisor or whatever the um, kind of specific role is, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you you never know what what will happen, and um, but yeah, like it's I I hundred percent, like I said, stand by my my teammates, and, and the reason why is because I've been in those conversations. I I would just hope that everyone could um, maybe you're not going to hear it from these specific players, but just have a think about like some of the stuff that you read about happening to, to your own family or your own brother or sister or mum or dad and um, that's why I said that's why it, it makes me so comfortable to, to do what I do because I, I have heard that. All right, that was Joe Eagles from this morning with DJ and PK. We played about the last 10 minutes for you, but I thought that that was very insightful into what's going on with the Jazz team and, and Joe in particular when it comes to some of these issues that are clearly important to uh, NBA players. Yeah, nothing, uh, nothing. I mean, that must feel good for his teammates to feel that kind of support from Joe. And uh, but I also thought when I heard the initial question, I thought, well, racism probably exists in Australia too, right? Oh, I'm sure, very much. So, so I, I guess he could apply it in his own life uh, the way he wants to, uh, not just supporting his teammates, but. Obviously, uh, if I'm a teammate of Joe Ingles, I feel pretty good about him uh, being right there with, with me. I think PK's point was it's it's the national anthem for a foreign country. Well, that's true. That's so true. I, I, I think it was 
I think it was less about his, uh, you know, the prevalence of racism across the globe and more, you know, if, if you were a visitor in a foreign country where you made your living, Gordon, I, I would guess you would at least think about whether or not, you know, that sort of demonstration would be correct or not. Yeah. And so yeah. his his I don't want to say justification because maybe that's not the right word, but his thing is, well, I'm going to support the guys that uh, this means something to in this country. Yeah. I think that's the awkward part is that, right. you know, he's a guest here. Right. And so that type of demonstration may or may not be appropriate in his mind. I, I, I got to admit it. I would think that, too, if I were in a different country. So I think that's more where that was coming from. OK. All right. Well, uh, I have I, I, I thought it was a powerful moment. Uh, maybe there are some jazz fans who disagree with that. Uh, we talked with Howard Beck about this earlier. But uh, those guys locking arms and, and doing so in unison and unity, uh, I, 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 I did not think it was disrespectful. I thought it was concern for trying to make the country a better place. That's my interpretation. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I sometimes get uh, a little frustrated that the message gets lost in the actual action. And I think that that happens, but maybe that's impossible for it not to. Because now it turns into a roll call of who's standing and who's kneeling. And that's exactly what happened in the NFL with the Kaepernick situation is all, all of a sudden, instead of, uh, you, you know, the, the message in, in Kaepernick's case, uh, police reform, police brutality totally got lost. And it ended up being months over arguing about kneeling or standing. I saw someone today talking about one of the three referees for the Buck Celtics didn't yeah. kneel. See, and that. What so? That's that's the whole idea here is to listen to those that are kneeling. I agree. Yeah, that that's my point. And and then we all of a sudden get lost in this. Well, he stood. Well, he yeah. kneeled. Well, he stood. And then we're talking about kneeling and standing, and we're not talking about what we're we're the the demonstration is asking us to talk about. That I I get frustrated in that. I mean, the, you look at. Um, uh, who was it? Isaac, the player for Orlando. I mean, he was trending number one on Twitter uh, for most of the afternoon because he did not kneel with, uh, with, the, with the rest of his team. And now all of a sudden we're like, oh, he did not kneel, yeah. as opposed to actually listening to the to the to the message. So I thought that and I thought that was interesting what Charles Barkley said last night. He said the very same thing about those who who choose not to. Well, they have a right to to do what they want. And uh, that should be respected as well, just what you just said. You know, LeBron, like LeBron, where he says he, he wants James on the back of his jersey and he's going to choose a different way to, you know, kind of uh, be an activist. And uh, I like the fact that he's started a get out the vote campaign. I think that's great. You know, who can who can complain about that? How dare you, LeBron? Uh, ask people to vote. How dare you make it, uh, you know, advocate uh, your basic American right? How dare you, sir? You know, like, uh, you know, let's just not get I just don't want to get caught up in in those sorts of actions. I want to, you know, listen to the message, listen to what they're saying. And I appreciate actions like like, say, LeBron or or Dwight Howard or Patty Mills or these guys that are they're donating their game checks like like those things, I think, are are, uh, significant as well. Right. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we'll get to uh, drop of the day coming up next. Speaking of the NBA, some uh, some fun on NBA on TNT. We'll get to it straight ahead. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake, got a question for you. Okay. What's your favorite Eagles song? Uh, Tough question. This might be this might be up there for me. I like this song. Huh. You know, I have a really weird answer to that question. And I, 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 I and you know, I can't tell you why. I know what it is. It's this one. Right? No, but the Christmas blues. This is the the please come home for Christmas is yours, right? I I hate to be repetitive, but I can't tell you why. No, I think it's this Christmas one. You guys didn't pick up on. I can't tell you why the name of the song. I was looking at it right here. I just tried to be more funny. I think the Christmas song. I think that was funny. But if you want to hear that one, no, we don't need to. I don't know why. It's a know great why. song. I can't tell you why, but like, I, I love this song. Yesterday we had our uh, fight between uh, Party in the USA and Wrecking Ball, Jake. Which one's better? I can't tell you why, or please come home for Christmas. Please come home for Christmas. Amen. Amen. By the way, speaking of that, that little <laughs> confront- confrontation we had yesterday, that I couldn't get those songs out of my you know They just kept playing in my mind the rest of the day, the rest of the evening. And I, I, I'm still arguing with myself over the correct answer. Uh, For those well, who didn't hear that, uh, Austin likes a wrecking ball, and uh, and Jake likes a party in the USA. Right, and I was correct, both. even though you sided with Austin. But I like them both. I mean, and I'm not a pop music kind of guy that much, but I, I like both of those songs. Uh, let's get to drop of the day, also known as sounds of various clips, and we have a we have a couple of of uh, clips here, Gordon. All right, okay. uh, this is NBA on TNT last night, the very beginning of the show, and they were missing one key analyst. And on this side, we expect to see Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Yo, man. We only had four hey. months to realize we were about to play. Hey. <laughs> Not going to be late I, for that kind, one. What kind of dummies late to work the first day? <laughs> like, we knew this was going to happen two months ago, and he he stuck in traffic. Well, by the way, we got a 5 o'clock pregame show. It's going to be 90 <laughs> minutes worth, so uh, so get in there. So Shaq will be along. Hopefully. Hello, man. You cannot be late today. You can't make this up. You can't. I, I was, you cannot I was, make this up. All right, Gordon. So, where was he? Shaq was tardy. Now let's well, play the 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 clip when he finally shows up. Okay. If you lose to, hey, way to show up, big fella. Don't try to sneak in here. Are you only <laughs> seven foot three. Yeah, come on, you <laughs> here he comes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you got to sneak me out, Charles. <laughs> hey, Shaq, did Charles, you, hear you were talking, making did you very hear good points. The NBA points? is back. Did I, you I knew that. <laughs> wait, wait, hey, Shaq. We know. I, I watched you the other night. Your gear, your gear is actually picked up. Your, your, your whole wardrobe. That is not what you <laughs> no, wear tonight. I know that is not what you wear. What You just you came look like a sailor who just realized that there was a dinner. Listen, a, oh, you got to wear a coat to this place. <laughs> yeah, you Listen, look. There was there was a, a very bad accident on the highway. I hope those people are safe, but that's my excuse. And the was boss backs me up because the boss called me at three thirty. I was in my room chilling. I was on the road. I've been on the road since 3.30, so. There you go. Shaq finally shows up. Do you buy the uh, do you buy the traffic excuse? Yes, I do, because sometimes that happens. And uh, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Even if you are 
acting responsibly and leaving with uh, plenty of time. Sometimes these things do happen. Shaq mm. can do just about whatever he wants, though, can he? Come on. Sh- the, 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 the NBA has been on a hiatus for five months almost. Yeah. You, you, your, your, your keister better be in that chair when it's, it's time not, to it's go. It's not his fault. The freeway was closed down. Take a different route. How did the other fellows make route? it? How do you, yeah, the other how guys, do you, the other guys made it fine. How do you take a different route? How did I Chuck mean, get there? If you're stuck in traffic, there's nowhere to go. You get off at the exit. Also, if you saw what Shaquille O'Neal was wearing, he clearly <laughs> forgot that he was supposed to be at work. <laughs> he was on the golf course, and someone right. called and said, "Where are you?" Exactly. What do you mean? Where am I? It's a, it's my day off. Traffic, well, if, my if, left if foot. That's, <laughs> if that's the case. Then, then there's no excuse. But if he really was stuck in traffic, uh, there's not much you can. No, no. So do the Jazz game started it. at at 4:30. They did 90 minutes of uh, of pregame. So that means that they started at. Uh, he said he'd been on the road since 3:30 Eastern. Yeah, so that, they're like two hours ahead of us. Right. There. So, so he was. He's supposed to be there at uh, what time would that be? Three Eastern, is it not? Yep. No, 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 excuse me. Five Eastern. Five Eastern. Yeah. So if he left 90 minutes early and still made it 17 minutes late, wearing wearing nothing he would wear onto the TV set, by the way. And, and, hey, last time I checked, there's more than one road in the city of Atlanta, and there's a little thing called Google Maps that'll get you round traffic. No problem. Especially if you're Shaquille O'Neal and are not driving yourself. There's no way he was driving himself. Oh, that's not true. What do you mean that's not true? Shaq doesn't live in Atlanta. He just (laughs) said he he was at a hotel room. Yeah, but he he probably drives sometimes. No, 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 no. Why would they have Turner, him in a hotel room that's ninety minutes away from the place? right? And Turner, trust oh. me, they hire somebody, a car service, to pick Shaq up. Shaq is not going to the Hertz counter at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it could have been that just because you say they have, uh, you know, Google Maps and all that stuff, it it could the accident could have happened in front of him, and he could have been jammed up. You know, in the why are you? This sounds why like someone who doesn't Shaq leave so for the show on time a lot. Uh, I, I'm just telling you right now. And besides, it doesn't matter because Shaq can do whatever he wants. It's been four you know, and a half months it's, it's of Shaquille no basketball for crying out loud. And I know some people don't like him as a broadcaster, but he he is tremendously likable. That's why he sells everything under the sun. You are you are one of the three analysts on the the flagship NBA show. <laughs> the NBA has been gone for four and a half months, and the restart of the NBA, by the way, is nothing short of historic. I mean, what happened last night at a in a bubble in a pandemic after a layoff with the social and racial with, movements with all of that. Your backside better be in that seat. If you're an NBA analyst and you are uh, not doing your job when the NBA restarts, that's that, I mean that's that's ridiculous. Unless he was weird. telling the truth and he was stuck in a traffic jam. No, it would get there at, at 10 a.m. I would have gotten there hours early just to make sure I was there. Uh, well, I am uh, I'm looking at the address of where they broadcast uh, at Turner Broadcasting System. There's a Hilton Garden in Atlanta Midtown across the street. There's a courtyard by Marriott Atlanta Midtown across the other side of the street. There's a lot of uh, hotels right there on. by the Shaq's place. not staying at a courtyard. Why? But he's renting a car? 
I don't know the details. There's a Renaissance I'll... Atlanta Midtown down the street. Is that posh enough? I don't know. I don't know what uh, Shaq's typical MO is in that regard, but I do know that sometimes guys do get stuck in traffic. And if he <laughs> if he's lying, then I'm not. I don't want to defend him. But if he isn't lying, then I understand that can happen. Well, this was fun. <laughs> you guys just want to rip Shaq left and right. My, he was, my, my he point. A, he was. He works. He's worked. How many hours in the last four and a half months? <laughs> right. Yes. And, and that's that's the whole point. What let's do you mean? make, he's, let's he's make pro- something important probably, a priority, no, no, please. Pro- he has been working. He's probably been uh, filming all kinds of advertisements. I don't care about the general. This is the NBA. This is his job. <laughs> this is TNT, one of the highest rated shows on television. Can you take it seriously for a second? Don't yeah, give me fact, traffic. Fact, you should have the been there at 6 a.m. The, the 6 a.m. Yeah, you're so supposed, you're there. What's he going to do? He's going to twiddle his thumbs all day long? Gordon, he's making millions of dollars uh, for no other reason than just uh, the only requirement is that that giant backside is in that seat. He wouldn't even have to say a word, and he's making millions of dollars. All right. He also has a house in McDonough, Georgia. I don't know how far that is from the place. I'll, I'll be back with you. Yeah, so it could have been that. Could have been that. I can't. I I can't handle it. Can't handle you defending Shaq here. Sometimes can't things happen, it. Jake. Sometimes he didn't do it on purpose. Sometimes things happen. David David Locke lives in Park City. It's a thirty-minute drive. By which the way. Is, Park City is up, thirty-minute drive up you know, the mountain from us. So David so lives that up there. Thirty-minute drive turned into a two and a half hour drive. Do you think that David would have missed the game last night? David would have run down the canyon to get to the game. David is probably here already for tomorrow's game. (laughs) And, P.S., from McDonough to downtown Atlanta where they they do this thing, there is no less than three different freeways you can hop on and get Thank you. I know, but Thank once you're you. on it, Four, you're actually. on it. Once you're on it, you're stuck. You're Shaq. You get out of the car and you say, hey, move <laughs> your car. I'm getting off the freeway. <laughs> Gordon has, uh, Gordon's got Shaq Pickard in his mind in a, in a Kia Sorento, just bumper to bumper in, in uh, Atlanta traffic that doesn't move a millimeter. <laughs> Some Nissan Juke he got at the dollar rental. Speaking of which, the reason I think Shaq does drive himself, did you see, I told you, I, uh, we talked about it on the air when he stopped to help that woman who had a flat tire. Checked on her, make sure she was okay, and was doing uh, good things. Imagine Locke being like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. Hey, Booner, you're going to have to cover the first quarter for me. I'm in traffic. No, I appreciate the fact that David does everything he can can do and he hustles the way he does. Uh, but ultimately, it's Shaq we're talking about here. You know, And? That I think Shaq. he should make uh, the the opening night of the NBA a you priority. Only have four months to prepare for <laughs> it. This will never yeah, happen he, again, he, ever. But he, did, he didn't know there was going to be an accident. Ah, he should have left early. He, he probably did leave early. No, he, he didn't. He, he didn't well, make it to the show. He has the house there, and he makes that drive all the time. Luckily, split, no problem. And all of a sudden, there's a there's a crisis in front of him. And there was nothing he could do. Plan for the crisis. I do it for every remote. 
I get to every remote like 45 minutes early. The whole point is, is because if there's a traffic jam, then I can still be on time. Yeah, but if you're Shaq, he's got other things. He's got other things he does in his time like is worth napping? a lot of money. No, I don't know what he He planned a meeting with his tax guy on the return <laughs> of the NBA? Who knows crazy? what he was doing? Ah! Shaq's time is worth a lot ah! of money. He probably was doing all kinds of stuff. And then all this, so doing then all kinds of stuff. Way. Tell the plumber to come next week. What do you mean doing all kinds of stuff? <laughs> he makes millions of dollars to be in one place. <laughs> On the return of the NBA, is that too much to make it a priority? This is not Thursday night basketball on December 4th between the, the, the Wizards and the Magic. It's the return of the NBA. Never has happened. Can we make never it? Never will happen again. Never again. Never. And by the way, the ratings for TNT were more than double. It's kind of a big night. And he walks in it's in his pajamas. kind of a big night. With a suit coat over him. Good you heavens. Know, I, really, I didn't really pay much attention to what he was wearing. Was he really uh, uh, It literally looked like he came in off the golf course. It with does a, not <laughs> matter. I don't care if he came in in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, you're very judgmental, man. What do you mean judgmental? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening he, here? He got stuck <laughs> behind a, a traffic accident. So now expecting somebody <laughs> to do their job on a very important night is judgmental. <laughs> yes, because it wasn't his fault. You say, oh, he should have been there at 6 a.m. He should have well, left shocked. early, he's, yes. He's got other stuff to do. He's got other responsibilities. How do you know he was playing golf? Let, let's say this. So if he left at 3.30 Eastern and showtime is at 5 Eastern and it's a no-traffic 36-minute drive, what time is he getting there? 4.10 Eastern? He's, so he's there 50 minutes early? Before showtime. Before, Before showtime. showtime. Got to do makeup, got to do prep, got to do wardrobe, got to do the all the stuff you do. You have to do mic check. You have to do the 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 white balance with the sheets. You got to do it all. And he's there 48 minutes before showtime. And that's if nothing happens. After four and a half months of no shows. Thank you, Austin. Ridiculous. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank take, you. Have some pride in your job. Please. He does. He does have pride. He he's, obviously he's, has zero pride in his he's job. He's Shaq. He's freaking Shaq. He can do it. He does it his way. And, and there, believe me, there was no scolding involved with what happened last well, night. He should have been fired. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, both of you, so judgy. Sounds like so judgy late. that Shaq cannot be bothered <laughs> to this, do this his job. This is what's job. happening. Jake, you're Ernie Johnson. Gordon, you're Shaq. That's what's happening. <laughs> that here. is what's happening. Well, uh, no, that's well. Uh, maybe maybe he he's doing his other job or something. <laughs> and that, and like Jake, <laughs> writing a column, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was yeah. writing a column. No, yeah. Gordon. This maybe is, so. He it's like a, it's like it's like you bring you bring up the whole thing with a remote. Well, I might be late for a remote if I'm busy doing another job and I'm trying to get that taken care of. It I leave at the normal time, but then I get hung up somewhere along the way. I I can't show up at six a.m. because of other <laughs> other responsibilities. I don't think Jake literally meant six a.m. Well, okay, Gordon. If but if, forty uh, minutes before if, showtime. If you've got that, that's uh, cutting it. That's cutting it a little close. I will, I will. But but I mean, you guys have been stuck behind an, an accident when they shut the freeway down for two hours. To, uh, I mean, full disclosure: Jake and I have both, and we we tend to be traditionally way ahead of the time we need to be there, arriving guys. Right, Jake? Uh, absolutely. Because we uh, we have this panic. 
of missing things or being late to things. Yes, we do. Uh, and both of us have experienced having left in plenty of time to get somewhere and still getting there right on time or just right after it starts. Yeah, but you have no control over that. If Shaq didn't have any control over but it, but I've never once had this happen with four months of preparation Correct. ahead of me. And Shaq but, is yeah, not a columnist. Accident, but the accident, the and, accident and, happened right in front of him. So maybe, and, maybe and he he could have planned maybe. for it. He thought he thought, okay, it's going to take me a half an hour to get into work, and uh, it, it, you know, if it, if I get <laughs> held up for an hour, I'm still going to be okay. But he gets held up longer than that, and that's that's what happens. The fact so. that you're defending Shaq on this is ludicrous. And by the way, I wouldn't be mad at you if you had a, a hot interview or something like that. But if you were uh, late to the show, like, hey, I had I had O.J. Simpson on the line. I had to get that interview done. <laughs> but if you were taking a nap, <laughs> I would be furious. Yeah, that, I got to admit that that's uh, there are. There are uh, circumstances there that would be unacceptable. But I have no idea what it was with Shaq. I'm not sure. And you guys are jumping immediately to the worst-case scenario. Oh, it's the, <laughs> it's the first game back of the NBA in the bubble, and it's TNT. The world it's is like watching. My, and Charles Barkley could be bothered Maybe, to get well, there. Well, hang on. Maybe Shaq was flying in from somewhere. Uh, you know, maybe he was flying in. And there was so traffic there. in the sky. Oh. Uh, I want to remind you about the fourth annual Ron McBride Love You Man silent auction going on now. Auction includes autographed helmets and footballs from Utah, BYU, and the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, plus power tools, trips, and services of all kind. Place your bid today at the Ron McBride Foundation.org. That's it again, the Ron McBride Foundation.org. More big show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Desperado, why don't you come to your senses? You've been out riding fences for so long now. Oh, you're a hard one, but I know that you've got your reasons. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Gordon, we've got a short segment right here, but uh, of course we've talked a lot of Pac-12 football. Utah's uh, schedule is out. Uh, the conference-only 10-game schedules are out. We had press conferences earlier today. Uh, but we'll get this bit of planning, Gordon. They've uh, The Pac-12 has created rules for tiebreakers if uh, all the games cannot be played. Okay, so what are they? You ready for this? Okay, see if you I can am. follow along here. It's, okay. it's just a couple of paragraphs. All right. Uh, let's see here. In order for teams to be considered a in a division tiebreak scenario, teams must play no less than one fewer conference game than the average number of conference games played by all conference teams rounded up down at .5. For example, if the average number of conference games played in the 2020 season is 8.25, value of 8 when rounded down, a team would be eligible to win their division if that team played seven conference games. The winner of each division will be determined by the best winning percentage, both divisional and cross-divisional, within the conference. In the event of an unbalanced schedule where there is a tie for the best record in the loss column, head-to-head results will take precedence over winning percentage. If the teams remain tied, the following procedures will be applied to determine the Pac-12 championship game representatives. Hold on, i got to find those. 
Well, so far, so good. I have no complaint with anything. Uh, it's just, con- it, it seems confusing, no? Well, the, the, no, I don't think it's too confusing if you just really follow it. And he, here's the problem. What if SC is like, uh, can only play five games and they're 5-0? and oh? But everybody else plays eight, they'd be eliminated. Yeah. yeah, I know they would be. But that that would not sit well. Why? Seems fair. Oh, man. It, it, because, again, it's not the Trojans' fault or anybody else. I'm just picking any team. I just picked a team that I thought was a marquee uh, label. So, I mean, it, a team like the Tat that is undefeated and is beating everyone, but because of a certain circumstance, say against a certain opponent whose local authorities would not let the game be played, then it's the Trojans or whoever it is. It's uh, They're the ones that are penalized for it. Yeah, but why is that now a thing, the, this whole fair thing? Like, why does that matter so much now? I mean, uh, the well, Gordon Hayward got poisoned by a restaurant in a playoff series. Did they say, well, I'm the game doesn't talking count? About, I'm not even talking about fairness. I'm talking about what is in the best interest of the conference. And, uh, what I mean, because if SC is undefeated, then you know people are going to be super dialed into that. And so it would be disadvantageous for the conference as a whole, even if it might be competitively unfair. Well, in in the world of Rona, Gordon, I'll I'll say it this way. So? (laughs) Well, ultimately, yes, uh, you could say that about darn near anything. I I would say, hey, USC, better luck next year and crown a champion because that's what's in the best interest of the league. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right then. Okay, yay team. Should we do a cheer? <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We'll I just say, you know, it's a, you talk about fairness. A lot of times everything, nothing is fair. You nope. know, there's just no real fair way to do it in this crazy world we live in. Well, certainly not in college football, right? Yeah. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a Friday edition of The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, uh, Gordon, you know, a lot of these Fridays during this pandemic have kind of uh, uh, blended together. But how about this? A Friday where we got an NBA game tomorrow on a Saturday. It's That's pretty right, awesome. right, at 1.30 in the afternoon. Is that when the tip is? Yeah, and I love that tip time, by the way. Pre-game yeah. at 12.30. Oh, it's going to be great. It's, it's, and that's one of the things I really like about this setup is they play every other day. For the most you part, know. they have uh, one back-to-back, right? And then okay, they have yeah. one, two days off, I believe. Okay. But that seems like uh, every other day seems like about right, doesn't it? That's the way it should should be in a, in a perfect setup. And uh, it's far from perfect. I get that. But uh, under the circumstances, it seems like the right way to do it. Yeah. No, I, I like it. It's great. And again, they're okay, playing. see tomorrow. So that's... That's the, these are all important games for the Jazz if they want to position themselves or give themselves a chance to uh, to to uh, have a, a more advantageous playoff situation. Do you think Chris Paul will be less whiny tomorrow? <laughs> oh, probably not. You know, the funny thing about that is that he does the commercials and he's always mad in those commercials, and mm-hmm. it seems like it's fitting. You know, it it does. I just hate those commercials. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, we got basketball to talk about. We got basketball games to look forward to. I what, do you think Jazz fans are into it immediately, or do you think they'll need a bit of a ramp up? No, oh, no, I think they're in. 
I, you know, we can't get to obviously radio ratings, you know, like we can get TV ratings, but I, I would guess if TNT's ratings last night were double, that's that's got to be somewhat applicable across NBA markets when you think when you yeah, think people are just jacked. That seems like a pretty good reason to be there on time. <laughs> I agree, Gordon. Finally, we agree. That that segment was only an hour and a half ago, but now we're on the same page. And boy, do I feel good. Uh, hey, buddy, I- enjoy I your weekend. I agree with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. Enjoy your, uh, your Friday night as well, my friend. I will. You too. And all the best to all our listeners. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll talk to you on Monday, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.